Well, we're excited to tell you about the story of Jesus, a story of hope. And that story started in creation, as we just watched in that video. God created. Jesus created. And what they created was perfect. It was a perfect world. They created a perfect environment. They created perfect animals, fish, birds, and even perfect people. And God walked with his people, the first family, in, in a way that, um, that we can only imagine. I, sometimes I wonder, what, what would it be like to still live in a world that was perfect like God had created? Hey, Dad. Hey, Dad. Hey, well, hey, guys. This, this is my son, Caleb, and, and my daughter, Addison. What's going on, guys? Sunday homework, and we even spent a little more time playing and read, reading the Bible this morning because it's Easter. Oh, awesome. Hey, we also were talking in the car, and we decided that maybe it would be nice to go downstairs and read some more Bible stories to the teachers, to the um, preschool kids, to help out the teachers. I, I just, I think that's a great idea. Why don't you guys head on down? I'm sure they'd love to have you down there. But that's not the world we live in. That's not reality. The reality is the beds aren't made. 90% sure Caleb didn't brush his teeth. And we spent most of the morning fighting about what the kids were going to wear this morning. (laughs) So something went wrong. Pastor Paul is going to come up and he's going to talk through the rest of the story. Um, A story that truly is a story of hope. So Pastor Paul. Yep, in the beginning, he created. Jesus was there. Jesus created. But like Scott alluded to, something went wrong. Something changed. That perfection was lost. Sin entered the world. Satan came into the garden and deceived Adam and Eve into disobeying God. And things changed. And we're still feeling the effects of that change today, aren't we? Since then, it's been tougher than it was intended to be. Since then, it's been different than it was created to be. Since then, we've had to deal with a lot of things that weren't there when God first created the heavens and earth, when God first created man and woman and put them in the perfect garden. Because when Adam and Eve disobeyed, there was a separation that took place, a separation from God. They couldn't be together because of sin. Boy, if you think about it, you think all the way down to today. Oh, how we feel the effects of that sin. The effects of a curse that took place when Adam and Eve first sinned and not a Harry Potter kind of wave the stick curse. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about a curse that was placed on mankind and on creation. And we feel the effects of that curse today. And you don't have to think very long or look very far to see the effects of that curse, do you? 
For many of you, it's looking at your own personal life and things that are falling apart in your world. Maybe it's relationships that have broken. Maybe it's financial struggle. Maybe it's illness. Or there's one that takes us. I just say the word cancer, and it brings all kinds of things to mind. And it reminds us that it's a fallen world. We live under this curse. There's all kinds of things around us. You watch the news, you're going to see it over and over and over and over again. The effects of the fall of mankind, the disobedience that happened that brought the curse on us. But this morning is not about the curse. It's very easy to look around us and look at what happened and look at the effects of the curse, the effects of the fall, the things that we're living with right now, every moment of every day. And it's very, very easy to lose hope. But this morning, this morning is about hope. This morning is about Jesus and Jesus is hope. Because something amazing happened. The... There was disobedience. The curse came. The fall happened. Things changed. Adam and Eve were thrown out of the garden. Life got harder and harder. They would, they would now have to face things that they were never intended to face. They weren't created to face. They'd have to face things like death that they were not created to face, that they weren't created to handle. But when it happened, right away, right away something else took place. And so that curse, when it came and it had its effect, was met with something else that Jesus did that was pretty dramatic. After he created and the fall came, there was a promise. There was a promise made. That's the next chapter in our story. There was a promise that was made right off the bat, right off the bat. God said, I will send someone. I will send someone to set things straight. I will send someone who is going to turn things around and put them back to the way that they should be. And there's hope in that. It was right away. God didn't just go, okay, you sinned, you messed up. Now I'm just going to back off and leave you alone for thousands of years. And you figure it out. You deal with it. No, right away, right away, God said, there's hope. I promise, I promise you that this will be made right. And God always keeps his promises. Always. What I want us to do this morning in relation to the fact that Jesus created is I want us to go back in our minds to that, to what we saw in the video. Go back to the way things were at the very beginning, at the start. Back to the fact that God created something that was perfect. God created a perfect world and he created perfect people and he put them in that perfect world and he walked with them. He lived with them in that perfect world. Listen, we have that picture in front of us. It would do us a lot of good if we recalled that beautiful, perfect picture every single day. 
And from that drew hope. And from that, we were able to tell ourselves and the people around us, hey, it's going to get back to that. We're getting back to that. It's not going to be like it is right now forever. It's not. We're getting back to that. Never forget. Never forget what God created in the beginning. Never forget the fact that he made all things perfect, including the people that he created. Always keep that in front of you. Always remember that this is the way it was and this is the way it's going to be. And God made a promise that one day there would be someone who would come who would defeat the one who came and deceived Adam and Eve. In fact, it says, God says that he will crush the head of the serpent. There's a great picture in the movie, The Passion of the Christ, of just that, of the serpent coming to to Jesus in the garden as he anguished over what was about to happen. And when the character of Jesus stood up after pouring his heart out to God. He crushed the head of the serpent under his feet. We're given that picture. There is one coming. There's a promise. And that promise is going to be fulfilled. God made that promise right after the fall. And he said, he said to us through that promise, he said, listen, my creation, those whom I created, those whom I love, this What you're experiencing now, the pain, the sorrow, the despair, the hopelessness, the struggle, what you see in your own life, what you see in the the lives of the people that you love around you, the things that hurt, the things that are heavy. This is only a season. It's only a season. And our band is going to play for us now a, a song called Seasons. And it's a reminder of that fact, that this is only a season. God promised that he's going to set things straight. So for now, we look at this as winter. And winter will end, and spring will come, and the promise will be fulfilled, just as he said. So after hundreds of years of waiting and anticipation... And prophecy, lots of prophecy about what was going to happen. The one that God promised, the Messiah, came. The next chapter in our story of Jesus is this. He came. Now listen, Easter falls on April Fool's this year. So we can talk about Christmas on Easter. So let's talk about Christmas. I want you to tell me, just go ahead and shout it out, what your favorite Christmas carol is. Just say it. Silent night, oh holy night, oh little town of Bethlehem. Hark the herald angels sing. So get it in your head. Come on, get a Christmas song in your head. Get your favorite carol in your mind. Have it bouncing around in there. Let's just, let's do Christmas for a little bit. This is such an important part of the story. The one that God promised, the Messiah, came. 
He came. And oh, how he came. He came in the form of a baby. He came as a human. So go ahead, recall the pieces of the story. Mary, pregnant by the Holy Spirit, informed by the angel of what was going to happen, that the Son of God was growing in her. Joseph, bewildered, informed then by an angel as well that he's part of this plan. And he, he sticks with Mary and, and they carry out God's plan. And God arranges everything for them to, to make their way to Bethlehem where it was said that the Messiah would be born. And all of these prophecies were fulfilled. Everything came to pass. They were in the right place at exactly the right time in the right circumstances. And it's hard to believe that the right circumstances involved being born in a stable, in the filth of a stable. But all of that, all of it was part of the story. All of it was part of the hope that God offered us. There's so much hope in this story. He didn't come as, as a king. He didn't come as a warrior. He didn't come as, as one who was so far above and beyond anything we could ever relate to that he was just distant from us. No, he came in the lowest place, in the lowest way to be one of us. To be one of us. To walk among us, to show us the way. He came and that... To me, listen, that is the most incredible part of of this whole story is the fact that God came, that God came near, that Emmanuel, God with us, he came. God, this is so much proof that God wants to restore us to him, that he wants to bring things back to the way he created them so that we're in a perfect relationship with him. He couldn't stay away. Just the fact that he came thrills me. He took a giant step towards us. And there's so much hope in that. That God decided that he needed to be with us. That God came. That God made himself very close. That God made himself flesh and blood. Where we could hear him and touch him. Walk with him. And we have this whole account in the Bible of the life of the one who came. How he grew up, how he experienced the things that we experience. He faced the kinds of temptations that, that we face. He lived the life of a human being who was fully human, but also fully God. And there's so much hope in the fact that he came. So, what did he come for? other than to be with us, to be near us, to show us the way. He came for a very, very specific purpose. Jesus came to deal with the curse. The curse that came back at the beginning when man sinned, that curse had to be dealt with. There was a tremendous price that had to be paid to free us from that curse. And so Jesus came and he took the price of that curse on himself. And he ransomed you and me. Back on Friday, we remembered 
We remembered as we looked back on the body and blood of Jesus Christ, how he faithfully carried out his mission and he went to the cross for our sake and he took the price of the curse on himself and he paid it in full to the point where as he hung on the cross, Jesus said, it is finished. And in another tremendous expression of his desire to have things restored, Jesus said some incredible words from the cross. In the midst of being crucified, in the midst of being accused, in the midst of being mocked and beaten and put to death by those he created, he said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And a very, very critical part of the story of hope, of Jesus' story, is the fact that he came and he ransomed you and me. I'm going to invite our our worship team to come now again. And and we're going to sing together the song at the cross. As we remember this part of the story, the fact that Jesus ransomed you and me. He paid the price. He made it possible For us to come back to God. The veil in the temple was torn in two. And now we have access to the Father. All part of God's plan of restoring hope. And bringing things back to the way that he created them to be. Sing together with us as we sing at the cross. Mark 16. 1 through 7. When the Sabbath was passed. Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James, and Salome, bought spices so that they might go and anoint him. And very early on, the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. And they were saying to one another, Who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? And looking up, they saw that the stone had been rolled back. It was very large. And entering the tomb, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, dressed in white. And they were alarmed. And he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter that he is going before you to Galilee. And there you will see him, just as he told you. It wasn't over on the cross. It wasn't over when they laid him in the tomb. It wasn't over when they rolled the stone in front of the tomb and sealed it. It wasn't over. There was hope in him ransoming us. There was hope on the cross. There was. There was hope in the death of Jesus Christ. It had to happen to bring us back to God. But then on the third day, he rose. And that's what we're here to celebrate this morning. He rose. He rose. Do you know what that means? What it means is that the very thing that we have such a hard time finding hope in, death, was conquered. Death was defeated. Death was defeated. When Jesus came out of that grave, he made a statement of hope that said, My creation, my creation, you do not have to fear death. 
It will not end there for you. You come back to me. You come back to me. You rise from the grave with me. Listen, we were crucified with him, but we rose with him as well. And oh, the hope that's there, that we never have to fear death, that when we pass from this life on, we will meet him face to face because Jesus made it possible on the cross and then rose from the grave. And now you and I have that hope that we will see God again, that we will see him face to face. Does it give you hope this morning? Do you have that hope? I can't encourage you strongly enough. I insist that you live in this hope. It's there. Listen, Jesus created. And then he promised. God promised that he would come. And then he came. He did come and he fulfilled what he came to do. He ransomed you and me through his death on the cross. And then he rose up out of that grave. And you and I never, ever have to fear death. There may be somebody in this room this morning. Maybe you're here because it's Easter and, and you wanted to be in church on Easter. Or somebody dragged you along to church this Easter. Whatever it is, if you do not have this hope Oh, I want to offer it to you. I want to make sure that you have the opportunity to grab this hope. This changes everything. This looks back and goes, okay, God did create things to be perfect, but they're not anymore. However, they're not going to stay this way forever. This is only a season. And whatever you're facing, whatever it is that you're going through right now in your life, there is hope. There is hope because we have the opportunity. We've been given the invitation to look at what's going on and realize this is just a season. There's hope in this. There's so much more beyond this. Even in the midst of whatever we're facing that may be very, very difficult, there's hope because this isn't it. This doesn't define us forever. Whatever the hardship is that you're facing, whatever that despair is for you, however you've lost hope, there's hope. There's hope for every one of us. That hope is found in Jesus Christ and his story. That hope is found in what he did for us. In the fact that he was promised to come and he came. And he fulfilled those promises by making it possible for us to be reunited with God again. And for making it possible for us to come back to life after this life is over and live forever with him. That's the hope that we have. It's the hope that we have on Easter. It's the hope that we have every day of the year. Hope in Jesus Christ. I'm going to ask you all now to just bow your heads and close your eyes. We're going to take a moment and just come before God. And the first thing that I want to do as we come before him this morning is just for those of you who do not have this hope, who have not had this hope in your life, who are living in in despair and hopelessness or who can only see 
that this life is all that there is. And you're trying, you're trying to get all that you can out of just this life because you don't have hope for anything beyond it. I encourage you this morning, if you want that hope, to take the first step. And the first step is just talking to God about it and asking for him to give you that hope. For those of you who have that hope, I ask that you would just be praying silently right now. For those who are here who do not yet have that hope, who are looking for that hope in Jesus, to know that they can be reunited with God, to know that there's something beyond this life, to know that there is hope right here in the midst of all that they're facing. And if you are one of those people who wants that hope this morning, here's all it takes the quietness of your heart and your mind just talk to God say God I need you God I need your hope I know that I'm separated from you but I know that Jesus made it possible for me to come back to you thank you for Jesus for the sacrifice that he made for me. And God, I ask that you would forgive the things that I've done that have kept me separate from you. And that you you would now be the king of my life. That you would give me new life. Life that will go on for all eternity. Thank you for this gift of hope. And just in this moment of prayer, if that's if that's you this morning, if that's your prayer, if you want that hope and you've prayed that prayer with me, you desire to take that step and receive the hope that God offers. If that was your prayer this morning, will you just put your hand up in the air? Just put your hand straight up and let me know. This is the hope that you've prayed for. Do you want God's hope? Father, I pray for those in this room right now who are just, they're looking for this hope and they're crying out to you, God, to to fill them with that hope. I ask that you would take them on this journey you would fill them with your hope that you would let them know that one day things will be back to the way that you created them to be that hope was not lost that your son Jesus came and ransomed them and offered them new life through his resurrection God you just guide them down that path of getting to know you more and more and hearing you speak hope to them day after day after day. And Father, I thank you for the reality that you speak hope to us every day, that we have hope because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, that death does not conquer anything anymore. Death is not the end. The death of our human bodies, the end of our human lives is only temporary. 
it's only this season, it's only this winter before spring comes and we enter into your presence and your kingdom comes here to earth where you will reign and you will walk with us for all of eternity. Oh God, we look forward to that day. We thank you for all that you offer us in Jesus Christ, for his story, for what he created, for the fact that he created us, for the fulfillment of the promise that he is, for the life that he came and lived, for the death that he died, for the fact that he rose from the grave to lead us into eternal life. How hopeful that is. How hopeful he is. How hopeful you are. And how blessed we are to receive that hope. We praise you for that hope today. In Jesus' name, amen. There's one last chapter to this story. It's an incredible chapter. And as I introduce it to you, I'm going to ask our ushers to come. They're going to take our offering for today. And if you're visiting with us this morning and the offering plate is coming, you don't feel obligated to participate in this. This is the church supporting the ministry of the church and all that God's doing in us and through us. Um, here's the last chapter of the story, and I can't wait for this. This is on my mind every day. It was on my mind as I drove in this morning and watched that ball of fire rise up in the east and light up the sky. Here's the next chapter in Jesus' story. He's coming back, and it's all going to be set back to the way God created it to be. And I can't wait for that day. Let's celebrate together the resurrection of Jesus Christ.